Good morning. Is anyone able to tell me what that blue stuff is in the skies? It's been a long time since I've seen it. I'm just going to switch over microphones. All right, now I've got two. They call it stereo. So that's a really bad joke. We've been uh, in this series called A Wonderful Christmas and looking at different parts, different aspects, different people that we read about uh, around the birth of Christ and just trying to experience, I guess, a sense of wonder for ourselves. It's so easy, isn't it, to get caught up in the, the Christmas festivities and have um, a lot of trouble parking at the plaza, um, buying the presents, counting how many presents have you got, have I spent more money on some kids than others, um, is my favourite child getting more than my least favourite child, That's a, that is a joke, um, of course they do, but... <laughs> And we drive around looking at the lights. I love looking at the lights. The, our Christmas tree is up and uh, it's got lights on it. And Sam and uh, our daughter Jessica and younger son Josiah were outside last night putting up lights in the front of our house. And it's just a great season. We love, we love the Christmas season. But in the midst of all of those things that are really great things, we can sometimes lose the wonder of Christmas. And what Christmas is all about and why we actually celebrate Christmas. And uh, just briefly before I go on, just want to throw in a quick plug for Friday night. Uh, we've got our gingerbread decorating uh, with Clementine's Cafe on Friday night. And uh, if you haven't registered for that, you can go to clementinescafe.com.au. And uh, because what's happened is there's a lot of people outside of the church that have actually said we want to come. So we have our community coming on our, on our property here to celebrate Christmas by making and decorating gingerbread houses and lots of sugar and all that kind of fun stuff. But what a wonderful opportunity is for us to look at that and go, this is more than about gingerbread houses. This is about trying to connect with our community because we know that there's a greater reason for Christmas. We know that there's a greater reason to celebrate Christmas. And uh, today, we've looked at a, at a few different people. We've looked at the shepherds. We looked at John the Baptist. And today, we're going to have a bit of a look at Simeon, who's someone that we don't necessarily hear a lot about, except at Christmas time, and there's not that much written about him. And so there's, not a, and there's a lot of stuff that we can say. Uh, but he had a wonderful moment at Christmas. Let's pick it up in Luke chapter 2, verse 21. Eight days later when the baby, talking, this is talking about Jesus just after he's been born. Eight days later when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. 
The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And at that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. And he was a righteous and devout man and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And that day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all the people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. And Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Let's pray, and then we'll get into this. Lord God, we thank you for this time that we have together today. Lord, we've been talking about a wonderful Christmas. Lord, and today my my prayer is that we would experience the wonder, that we would experience the the wonderful counsellor, Emmanuel, our Prince of Peace. Lord, I can only say words, but Lord, it's you who can move our hearts. It's you who can overwhelm us with your presence in beautiful ways. So, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that, that you do what only you can do today. Only you can do it. And, Lord, just pray that you'd help me to communicate those things that you've put on my heart to share today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, when our... Um, our twins, we have twins, they're 20 now, but when they were more like four or five years old, we were at the beach and I was teaching my son how to, to skip stones into the ocean. There was this certain part of the, of the beach and where all these rocks had washed up and so I was trying to teach him, hey, how, watch this, Maddie, and I'd make this rock, you know, skip across the water as, as the waves are coming in and You know, it's easy to impress a four or five-year-old with stuff like that. And so he started having a go and he would pick up rocks and it would be more like that and it would sink straight to the bottom. And so I started the teaching, you've got to go from the side and let it spin out of your your fingers. And and so he was trying to to do that. And as as we're looking for rocks, I come across this rock that is just, that was so good, so so good. I mean, look at the shape of this rock. It's uh, like it fits my hand perfectly, and and I was holding this rock, and I thought this rock, it's too good to throw. 
that once I throw this, I'm never going to get this one back. And, and so you, you always make the best with the rock that you get to try. You find the smooth surface and you try and, and, and every now and again, and like I, came, I found this rock and I thought I can't throw it. So I'm holding onto this rock and, and Matthew, our son, he starts to lose interest in the, in the throwing rocks. So he goes back to building sandcastles and I went for a little walk along the beach and I'm holding this rock and looking at just the water, the waves, the scenery, the sand, the, the mountains in the, in the distance. It was just, you know those moments where you're just looking at creation and thinking, wow, this is so beautiful. It's so nice. And as I'm walking along, I, I start to thank God for his creation. Holding, holding this rock and thank you, God. This is so beautiful. Like, how did you do this? This is incredible. This is so in, amazing, your creation. <clears throat> and Genesis 1 comes into my mind, the creation story. And now in the beginning... And it goes through all the six days where God said, and let there be, and then there was. And then I realized that this rock that I was holding in my hand was something that God's word had spoken into existence. See, nothing created this rock. This rock is not like animals or plant life or human beings where there's a reproduction process. No, this rock does not beget rock. This rock is and it stays a rock the whole time. It may get chipped and, and formed and, and everything like that from time to time, but this rock that I'm holding in my hand, God's very word spoke into existence. And I had this wow moment. So, wow, God, I'm holding in my hand some, literally something that your word has created. You spoke. And then this rock appeared. And now this rock is in my hand. And I tell that story because of that wow moment. And in fact, the title of today's message is Wow. I've spent a lot of time thinking about that title. Wow. Because there's those moments where something as simple as a rock can move you. Not because it's a rock, not because of what it is, but because of, in this case, who created it and how it was created. And it was God's word that, that created it. Have you ever had those moments in your own life where the depths of your awe and wonder of God far exceeded your capacity to articulate them? Like where just something is so profound inside of you that you try to tell somebody and you know it's just not coming out right, you know it's not truly conveying that sense of awe that you've got, but it's so incredible to you and you, and you feel like your words are falling short and they're listening to you trying to go, yeah, yeah, I get it, Scott. You know, no, you don't. It's, it's, it's so amazing. It's so. Have you ever had those moments yourself where just something so amazing and so incredible has happened? When God's answered a prayer that you've been praying for years and finally there's an answer to that prayer. When you see a sunset or a rainbow, when God provided miraculously for you, 
when God speaks to you through his word, in a moment of worship, or when you see someone responding to the gospel, or when you become a parent for the first time, these are moments of, of wow that there's just something inside of you that bursts with excitement and it bursts with wonder and, and you know what it is on the inside of you even if you can't get it out, even if you can't communicate it the way that you wish you could. Have a think about some of those moments in your own life. Have you got some of those? I don't know how many that there are for you. There's not many of those big massive ones for me. But they're there, those special, incredible moments, those wow moments. At the time of Jesus' birth, we read about a lot of wow moments. John the Baptist, we talked about, leaped for joy. The shepherds were terrified, as Mark told us the other week. All the people were amazed. The wise men rejoiced exceedingly. And all the angels and the army of God were praising God. Mary treasured the truths in her heart. There's some deep, deep moments that we read about that we can get really used to reading about. But to actually stop and go, wow, there's, there was a lot of wow in people's lives. Lots of wows in people's hearts. So getting back to Simeon, what was the wow for him? Why was Simeon so eager to see the Messiah? What made it a wonderful moment for him? For hundreds of years, the nation of Israel had been waiting for their deliverer. They were waiting for the Prince of Peace. They were waiting for their King of Kings. They were waiting for, for their Redeemer. And while they thought they were waiting for the king who would come and rescue them from the oppression that they were currently under from the Romans, and while they were waiting for that kind of king, they did not know that God had sent his son, Jesus, into the world to not only rescue them, but to rescue all humanity from sin. And this was Simeon's wow moment for so, for so long. Simeon and the Jewish people had been living under the law of the old covenant they'd been living under this um, this tiresome covenant not just the 10 commandments but there were 613 rules and regulations the things you can do and the things you can't the temporary sacrifices that only gave temporary forgiveness in fact the pharisees and the scribes and and the priests they got so passionate in their zeal to try and, and keep becoming more righteous, keep working to be more righteous. You've got to be more righteous to be more worshipful, to love God more. You've got to be better. You've got to be doing better. And so they started to invent laws. And my, my favourite one of all, and I, and I love to tell this one because I, I love it. Um, it's kind of sad at the same time. But did you know that on a Sabbath in your house, and you didn't have tile or concrete or wood flooring in those days. It was dirt. It was brushed hard dirt. In your house on a Sabbath, you weren't allowed to drag your chair because that could be considered ploughing. 
Isn't that insane? And this is the oppression that they were living under. This was how much they were trying to be righteous and to be right in God's eyes. No wonder Jesus said, come to me all you are weary and and heavy laden and I will give you rest because they were exhausted. They were all exhausted. Trying to keep living up to this standard, trying to keep living by this, not just the, the law, not just the Ten Commandments, but all the extras on top of that because they kept trying to be better. They kept trying to think, but what if... What if this could be considered that? Well, let's just make a law that we can't do that anymore either. And law upon law upon law upon law. And so then here's Simeon, who's been living under that himself. Not only seeing the oppression of the Romans and what it's doing to the people, but also living under the oppression of this religiosity that's just making life even so much harder for them. So much rules, so much regulation. Can't go here, can't do that. Got to scan my QR code there. Got to all those things. It just over time became harder and harder and harder. There's no, there was no freedom for them. There was no sense of freedom there. And Simeon and they all knew that. They were all living that and all experiencing that. Got to live right. Got to be righteous. Got to try harder. Got to be better. Have to strive more. Dotting every I and crossing every T. Never being worthy of God's forgiveness. Always separated from his presence because of that curtain in the Holy of Holies. And also having to deal with the the Romans of the day. But now Simeon has seen the Saviour. No wonder he's been eagerly waiting. No wonder there was an excitement in him eagerly waiting and now he has seen Jesus waiting for so long and now Jesus is here the glory of the people of Israel has arrived and for Simeon this was the wow for him this was the answer for him This is why he'd been waiting for so long, day after day after day, until one day the Holy Spirit spoke to him, today, Simeon, go to the temple, eagerly waiting and finally seeing. Israel was looking for deliverance, but Simeon saw Jesus. Israel was looking for freedom from the kingdom of the Romans, but Simeon saw Jesus. And Israel was looking for their king, But Simeon saw the king of kings. And I want to encourage us today. Let's see Jesus this Christmas. Let's see him. There's so many things we can be looking at. There's so many things that can be discouraging us. And there's so many things that can be distracting us. But let's see Jesus. More than the decorations, let's see Jesus. More than the presence, more than our wants. More than my prayer list, more than my provision. Let's see Jesus. Because it's in Jesus that we live and move and have our being. Jeff, if you can please press play. please. No way, Jesus, why? Awesome. Well, I just love you guys, so I wanted to get you something. Oh, wow. So nice. Laura, you first. 
Wow, this is so exciting. Oh, will you look at this, a little eight ounce can of Coke? This is perfect for me. I looked everywhere to find a gift for you and this just seemed to fit. I love it. Drew? Yeah. Your turn. All right. <laughs> no way, Jesus, seriously? Oh yeah. 20 ounces of Coke? Yeah, baby. Woo. This is awesome. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much. You're welcome. Laura, we gotta go show Richard our gifts. Come on. Okay. Hey, Laura, is there a problem? No. I mean, well, yeah, kind of, you know? It's just that every time you give people gifts, you always give everyone else more than you give me. What do you mean? I mean, like, I open my gift and, oh, cute, eight ounces, and then Drew opens his gift and, hello, 20 ounces. Oh, I know what you mean. Well, that gift is for Drew. Well, that's what I want. Uh, go get it for me. Okay, if that's what you want. Yeah. I got a liter! Whoa. I know, it's one liter of God's sweet goodness. Jesus gave it to me. He did? Yes. Oh. Okay, you know what? You're going to meet somebody with a bigger bottle, and you are going to be so mad. Laura, check it out. I got an upgrade. Coke 3.0. That is awesome. I know. <laughs> well, isn't that just great? Yeah. Hey, Jesus, you rock. Yeah. Thanks, what Drew. What is wrong with you? Why are you holding back your best from me? I gave you my best. Don't you see what's happening here? You're letting everyone else's gifts steal your joy. No, Jesus, you are stealing my joy by giving everyone else more than you give me. Laura, I picked this gift out for you. That's what I wanted you to see. I don't care. Until you can look past this, all you're going to see is a can of Coke. Now, obviously, we're not talking about Coke today. But when Jesus holds up, well, Jesus, the actor who played Jesus, let me clarify that. When, when, when the character of Jesus holds up that can of Coke and you see Jesus in the background, what's he saying? He's saying it's really not about the Coke. Until, you, until we can look past the Coke, until we can look past the decorations, until we can look past the presence and, the, and all, all those things that we've been talking about, until we can actually look past those things and actually see who we should always be seeing and who we want to be seeing, and that's Jesus himself. That's who we want to see. We want to see Jesus. I thank him for all his provision. I, I thank you for his incredible blessings. I'm so amazed so many times, even in simple things like this, Little Rock. But to actually put those things secondary and go, Jesus, I just want to see you this Christmas. I just want to see you, Jesus. He is more wonderful. He's even more wonderful in our salvation. He's even more wonderful than our healing. He's even more wonderful than our provision. He is the wow, the wonder of wonders. That's where the wow comes from. He is the wonder of wonders. And just to close, um, you're probably getting to know me a little bit by now to know that uh, often my response to, to him and, and God's word is, is worship. Um, that's just how God made me, how God wired me. 
And so I want to end just with some worship with you this morning. And uh, it's not a new song. You'll know it straight away. But just an opportunity for us to, to worship. And I would encourage you to find your worship space right now. If it's sitting there and contemplative, just looking to Jesus, do that. If it's standing, if it's kneeling, whatever it is. This is just a worship opportunity, moment for us at right now to turn our eyes upon Jesus. That's not the song, by the way, but, but that's what we want to do.